I'm never going to apologize for winning. Breaks a tackle. Now oh, another. He's oh. inside the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. He is sacked. Down he goes. Tyler Hoover. Breaks away from one tackle. He's at the 20, the 15, the 10. He's got speed. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. You are listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Spartan Red Zone with your hosts, Dan Tyler and Andre Sims. What's going on, East Lansing? Yet again, you're listening to another episode of the Spartan Red Zone. I am Dan Tyler. And I am Andre Sims, and today we're going to be talking about uh, the spring and how it's wrapping up for uh, the football team and how everything's been going so far. So um, really just, you know, Let's get let's get it. Yeah, just jump right into it, man. So, coming up tomorrow, Saturday, April twenty sixth at two p.m. Everybody show up. Mark D'Antonio is looking for about fifty thousand fans for the spring game. Uh, I see. There's no why. There's no reason why we can't get fifty thousand people in the stands. You know, you see all these other elite teams. They're packing the stadium for their spring games and stuff. And I know, you know, other years it's been a little different for Michigan State, but. Now you guys are defending Rose Bowl champs. Yeah, you got a reason to come and watch. Yeah, you got a reason to come and watch. Um, I can't remember exactly what, but the first 30,000 fans, I think they get some sort of graphic poster showing off all the wins or something. So that's another reason. I did not know that. Yeah, to get out. You know, it's a good study break. We got finals right around the corner. People are going to be in the library stressing out and stuff. Stress Um, reliever. Yeah, yeah. watch people play some football. Exactly. It's a fun green and white game. Come out. Support the squad. There's no reason not to. 2 p.m. once again. Saturday, April 26th at 2 p.m., folks. Free get out admission. there. Free admission. First 30,000 people get a little prize. Get out there. Get a nice study break and support the team. But, you know, before we get into the spring game and the draft and everything, uh, how's, how's spring ball been going so far? So far, so good. Um, uh, you know, Coming off a big Rose Bowl championship win, um, the coaches really are telling us to kind of let that go. That was too. That was that was in the past. So we're starting a new year, trying to get um, trying to get everything rolling, hit the ground running for next year. So we gotta wipe everything off our plate now and get ready. So um, uh, from my my perspective on the spring, um, we actually took a step forward. Um, we had some starters on defense leave we had some um offensive linemen good leaders leave too so we had spots to fill and i feel like some of the the young younger players actually stepped up in the spring this year i i well you can kind of you can kind of um you can kind of say that the spring is more for the the young the younger players Mm -hmm. to kind of talent show their talent and um you know um and that's what they did some of the young players that stepped up on defense and offense, some uh, offensive linemen, some linebackers, um, cornerbacks. Uh, Damian has been doing real good, Tyler. Um, <clears throat> we just got a lot of guys that are tuned in and actually ready to get this uh, 2014 season started and actually ready to contribute. So That's always great news from a Spartan perspective, man. You know, I love, I love doing these shows with you since you've been on. Because every time I come out, I get more and more excited for the season. Yeah. You know, it sounds like all all good things to report. Um, I've been reading about it as well, and and just talking with you and some other guys on the team. It, it sounds like everybody's got 
the right goal in mind. Everybody's yeah. moving forward together as one unit. And, and like you said before, you know, you said uh, you're trying to put the Rose Bowl past you. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just reading uh, a Connor Cook interview uh, yesterday, I believe it was, and he was saying, you know, that that's always been the goal for Michigan State is to win a Rose Bowl, but you can't be walking around campus thinking, oh, we've made it now. Yeah. We made it. That was last year, 2014's a new year, but, you know, from listening, reading some interviews, from talking with you, sounds like you guys are really embracing that. That was last year. This is a whole new year type mentality. So that's good, you know, good hearing everything's been working well in the spring. And I'm excited to check out the spring game. Yeah. excited to see everybody go all out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, see. I wish y'all could actually hear the talk in the locker room because it's like, you know, it's competitive. We're always competitive. It's mm-hmm. offense versus defense the whole spring. Now it's a mixture of everybody on different teams, green and white. And it's just like it's so loud in the locker room. Like, man, you, you know, it's just like back and forth <laughs> talking. And it's just it's exciting because, you know, I mean, any – any competitive person would love that atmosphere because mm-hmm. you're just talking and talking and talking, and then when the game comes, you you got you know, whoever's talking that the loudest got to show what they you know show what they got. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a fight. It's a fight. You know what I'm saying? I like amongst that. brothers, amongst brothers, but it's hey, still brothers a fight. fight too. Yeah, you know, I got an older yeah. brother. Yeah, we used to fight. It gets competitive. You know, I got two younger brothers, and we do the same exact thing. We mm-hmm. fight every time we see each other. So it's all love though. Yeah. In the end, so we got the game coming up tomorrow, like we went through. So. I was reading this. I didn't. I didn't quite understand until I read about it um, a few days ago. But explain. Explain for the listeners out there how the draft process went for for who's on the green roster and who's on the white roster. Um, I wasn't there, but from what I heard, well, this is how it's structured. So the seniors get to pick, okay, and then amongst the coaches, I don't know how the coaches do it, but the coaches are split up in half. Um, I think they have a little draft among themselves too. I really don't know, but. As far as the seniors go, um, they split the seniors right down the middle. And then uh, our seniors that were uh, here with us last year, I think they're assistant coaching now. So they're like, let's say um, Benny Fowler. He's going to be the Greens wide receiver coach. Okay. And then um, I I didn't really get a good look at the the roster, uh, how the team's drafted. But um, all the seniors that were here last year are going to be coaching. And then the seniors to be this year – will be, um, I guess you can say, captains. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who got to pick. So um, from what I heard, it was a, you know, uh, rock, paper, scissors to see who picked first. And the green one, um, and they – no, I think the white one because the white, the white yeah, team – Yeah, the white team, yeah, they beat uh, – I'm reading it here. Travis Jackson defeats Keith Mumphrey yeah, in rock, in paper, the rock scissors. paper, scissors. Yeah, so they, they got the first pick, and, of course, they picked Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, the green team, I'm not sure how I went. I don't know who was all, like, in order. I can't tell you. But, um, yeah, they that's how they did it. So rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. Um, they split the seniors down the middle, the green and white. And then um, uh, the previous seniors from last year, they're split down the middle too. So that's how it goes. And then, you know, from there, everybody picks who they want. So I think they can do some type of trade. They can do all types of trades and stuff. And um, it's it's kind of like a real draft, I guess. They yeah. just make it fun. It's just fun, you know. And Coach D's like the uh, commissioner. He's like, with the, <laughs> you know, let the 2014 spring game draft begin. You know, stuff like that. It's just it's a goofy setup, but you know, it's fun. Yeah, a little bit of fun before you get you guys got to get to work. Yeah, exactly. I like that. You know, and like you said, um, the rosters are kind of split up def- differently by position and everything. Uh, 
So let's just go over really quick. I got the roster right in front of me. We can go over some notable names on each side. Uh, for the white team, like you said, Connor Cook, he was the first pick. Rose Bowl MVP, Big Ten Championship game MVP. You know, hard to hard to pass him up on that first pick. Yeah. Also, Damian Terry is a little bit of a. Uh, I think he, he's I think everywhere. He's, yeah, he's going both ways. Yeah, he's going green and white. He's going to be playing. Yeah, he's going to play at least a quarter for each team. So yeah. he's technically listed as the as the backup there, but he's also the green team's backup quarterback. So it'll be interesting. I'm sure fans are looking forward to seeing him mm-hmm. uh, be on the field, get a new different few different sets going on. So then at running back, we got Nick Hill, Gerald Holmes for the white team, a couple big name receivers, uh, Burbridge, Aaron Burbridge, excuse me, and DeAnthony Arnett are over there. Starting tight end of Josiah Price, Jack Conklin, uh, starting offensive tackle. I've heard a lot of good things about yeah, him this Jack spring. Uh, he's supposed to be matching up pretty toughly with Shalik. So yeah, that's always a good matchup. Mm-hmm. I know Jack. Jack's a cool dude. Um, real big, physical, good hands as a offensive lineman. So I mean that'll be good because you know Shalik is Shalik. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not really to say about. I mean, everybody knows about Shalik. So I mean. Everybody knows what Shalik can do. Yeah, and and that's. That brings another point back to what we've talked about in previous shows. You know, if you practice with the best, you play with the, the you, you yeah. play with the best, you you become one of the best. You become the top dog. So mm-hmm. we'll see so how that goes. Practicing against each other every day—that's. Uh, I think you brought up the expression "iron sharpens iron" before. Iron sharpen, yeah. And that's I mean that's pretty much the the definition of it. Um, going through, you know, Travis Jackson, one of the the captains for the white team, is there. Uh, Marcus Rush at defensive end. He's always an animal, tough to handle. You got uh, Mylon Hicks, Riley Bolo, younger brother of Max at linebacker, uh, Darian Hicks, Jermaine Edmondson, a couple guys at cornerback. And I think where the, the green team is actually most set up is at safety. They got Curtis Drummond and RJ Williamson back there at safety, a couple returning guys who put in a lot of minutes. So those are some hard-hitting guys back I there. I think they're on the white team. Is oh, it, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, they're on the white team. Misspoke. Yeah, you're right. They're on the white team. Cause yeah, cause Curtis and RJ have been talking to me nonstop about how it's no fly, no fly zone. You know, how <laughs> no fly zone thing. So you know they've been talking all that. We'll see how it goes. Cause we have Keith, Tony, and myself on the green team. We have RJ on the green team, and we have a couple others wide receivers on the green team too. So that'll be a matchup in itself. Yeah, and and like you mentioned, the green roster. It's pretty pretty stacked there offensively, especially like you like you mentioned at wide receiver with Tony Lippett, Keith Mumphrey, R.J. Shelton, yourself of course, and Monty Medeiros mm-hmm. as just that's just the top five receivers right there on the team. Right. That's a lot to handle, you know. Those are those are five guys that can go out there and pose a big threat. So well, it'll be interesting seeing how their quarterback Tyler O'Connor and a little bit of Damian Terry. We'll see how how they spread it around with you guys. Yeah. Um, also on that green roster, the starting running back Jeremy Langford mm-hmm. had a huge breakout season last year. A lot of people are looking forward to him um, really building on that. A couple huge hulking tight ends as well, Glyker, Andrew Glycart, and Jamal Lyles. Uh, both those guys eclipsing 250 pounds, over 6'3". That's just a lot of physicality up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going through it a little more. Center Jack Allen coming off another great year. Uh, defensive end, we got Shalik Calhoun. Like you said, there's not much to say about Shalik. Shalik is exactly. is Shalik, and also Lawrence Thomas there. Uh, you know, huge recruit coming in was supposed to be a linebacker. 
had a couple injuries, switched positions around. Now it looks like he's going to be at defensive end this year. So a lot of people I know are excited to see how he's looking, what his what his conditioning's like, and how he fits into that new position role. So that'll be an interesting uh, that's an interesting pick right there. Uh, linebacker, another place where your guys' green team is pretty stacked up with Tyon Jones and Darian Harris both there. Uh, Shane Jones, also a freshman out of Cincy, someone who I read a little bit about and sounds like he he could turn a few heads this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Cornerbacks, you got Trey Waynes coming back, looking to fill Denard, uh, Darquez Denard's shoes a little bit from last season, Ezra Robinson, and then safeties, Jalen Powell, Demetrius Cox, punter Mike Sadler. You know, those are some of the big-name guys on both of the rosters. So and basically it, the synopsis of the green team is we are stacked. We got, <laughs> I'm not going to talk smack on the radio, but uh, I'm very confident in the green team's ability to go out here and get the W and eat steaks after the game. I'm not talking any mess at all, but I'm just saying I'm very confident. Uh, eat steaks, is that something a winner the oh, yeah. team okay, gets? So uh, with the win, the winner gets steaks, steaks and salad. And with the losers, they get pork and beans. So that's been the talk this whole week amongst the green and the white. Well, actually, that's been the whole talk the whole spring. You know, you don't even know what team you're going to be on. So you're just talking like, yeah, I'm going to – whatever team I'm on, we going to be eating steaks and, you know, just let me know how y'all want y'all pork and beans. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) that's been the whole talk around the locker room. But, yeah, it's something to look forward to. They give us a little prize, you know, being the steaks. So – that's funny, man. That's that's good because we were talking about it a little bit before. You know, you're saying how uh, bragging rights is a big thing of that. I like yeah. that you guys stack a little bit of a big meal mm-hmm. on top of that. Some of those big dogs got to eat. Exactly. Who doesn't like a steak? A good steak, you know? Yeah. I mean, nobody I can think of off top. Exactly. And I'm not trying to eat pork and beans when exactly. nobody my wants teammates to are eating steak to exactly. the left of me, man. A little salty. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> but I agree, you know, you guys' green team, you guys do have a pretty solid lineup. Uh, and you heard it here first from the biased version from Andre Sims, a member biased. of the green team, that they're going to be eating afterwards. So, yes. you know, we'll see. what. Let's go into some predictions, though. So, obviously, you got your green team winning. Uh, you got any scores in mind, though? I'm not good with the scores. I can't, you know, th- just picking a number. Okay, if I had to pick, you know, let me see. Yeah, on the spot, you gotta pick. Let me see. Okay, seeing as though our defense is stout, uh, offense is very capable of putting up a number of points. I say the score will probably be around twenty-eight to fourteen. Okay, two touchdown victory. It's bold. I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the opposite way of you here, though. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at you guys' green roster, and I agree, you guys are pretty stacked. You know. Langford at the running back. Your guys' receiver list is just nasty. Um, defensive ends like Shalik, the linebacking crew, the corners all seem pretty solid. But, you know, I think you can't put a price on Connor Cook. I'm high on Connor Cook going into this season. You know, I think he he got better and better as each game went on last year. And he hasn't even had a full season yet under his belt. Um, I think he's got a few things he had to work on. He's had the offseason, the spring to work on it, I think he's going to be something else. And and he's got some capable he's got some capable targets, some guys that proved themselves last year. Uh, and then a guy, De'Anthony Arnett, who's been talked about a lot, but 
kind of the same thing as Lawrence Thomas has moved around a little bit, had some injuries, is now just starting to get into playing form. So, yeah, I can't I'm be gonna... biased about that. You know what you've been talking about. Connor is he's the deal. He's legit. So I'm not gonna be biased and say you know they don't have a chance. The white team doesn't. So <laughs> Connor is maybe you know giving them a little bit of hope. So I'll, I'll let you add that one. You can add that one. I don't have nothing to say about that. <laughs> No need to say anything. I'll take that ray of hope, that ray of sunshine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with it, man. I think that the white team is gonna win. Oh, so what's the score? Ah, uh, the score. All right. Let me think. I, cause I haven't really put too much thought into this. I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be a little closer than you predicted. Uh, I'm gonna go with twenty-eight to twenty-four. Okay. You're white nice, team. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. Cause I wanted to be a two touchdown deal. I wanted to be like. <laughs> embarrassing you know <laughs> but that's I'm, just me like you said these you guys have been you know jawing at each other all all in fun you know but you know obviously when you're going out there you want to put it on them because exactly. that's the the more you win by the more you can talk after exactly. it and it's always the the loser is always like man y'all man coach d helped y'all out you know it's always like that you know with the offense and defense especially it's like man coach d you know had an extra scrimmage so y'all can you know build confidence and let y'all win and stuff like that it's it's always going to be that talk, but, hey, you know, the dub will be on the green side. All right. We'll see who gets those stakes, who gets those bragging rights. But, you know, as I mentioned before, check it out yourself. You don't want to read about it. Reading is boring. Right. Why Why read when you can watch it? Exactly. So go for on down free. for free. Spartan Stadium, 2 p.m. Try to get yourself a nice poster for the year. Get a, a, good, a good seat, too, because it's going to be a good game. A really good game. I promise you that. Yeah, and that's a promise right here. You're hearing it from one of the players himself. You know, it's going to be a great game. Both both rosters stocked with talent. And, you know, since since basketball season is over, since we ducked out a little early from the NCAA tournament, man, I've just been counting down the days until football starts. So yeah. having a spring game, it's like a, little, it's like a little taste. Exactly. And then you got summer break. Summer break is fun anyways. You don't need all that for distractions and then bang we're already back in football season so it's right around the corner folks mm -hmm. get a little appetizer before the full meal exactly you know well coach d is always you know doing some something crazy so he might pull out something pull something out of a bag of tricks and have sparty run the ball again like he did a couple years ago i think it was <laughs> last year maybe i don't know he might do something crazy this year so if you're not there you're gonna miss it and you'll be that person yeah you don't want to hear about it you know he he mentioned i i, I was just reading an interview with uh with Coach D about a week ago, and he was saying he kind of wanted it to be like Midnight Madness mm -hmm. for basketball. And, and if you've ever been to Midnight Madness, you know it's a show. Exactly. You don't know what's going to happen. You, you never know what Izzo's going to do. He could get shot out of a cannon. He will ride in on a motorcycle. I don't know. Crazy yeah. stuff, you know. And, exactly. And I think D'Antonio kind of came out of a shell a little bit last year, started having a little more fun. And if he's trying to get the numbers there and really entertain people who knows he surprised everybody last year mm -hmm. with his carefree nature and his love for a little rich homie Quan. so i mean we'll see like i said you don't want to read about it you don't want to get texts from your friends like oh man that was awesome you want to be there you want to witness it just show up just show up but speaking of eating we're talking about steaks making me hungry and everything we're going to switch gears here a little bit with one last segment uh, recently, the NCAA, under a lot of heat this past about year and a half with anything that could do with college athletics, uh, they decided 
to provide unlimited meals and snacks for collegiate athletes. Um, kind of came out of the blue, too. I was surprised when I woke up and read it. But, you know, you yourself being a college athlete, being a football player here at Michigan State, how does that affect, uh, how does that affect you and, and the team? You know, what's the general thoughts on that ruling from the NCAA? Well, most people would think that's, like, not fair. Um, they get to eat whenever they want to. But at the same time, like, most of us don't have jobs. You know, like, we're waiting on a check monthly, you know, to pay rent, utilities, you know what I'm saying? And after all of that, you might not have much left to eat. You might not, you know, have enough money to go out and, you know, buy groceries or, you know, just, like, from the dollar meat, you know, like, stuff like that gets kind of old after a while. And then we're trying to eat healthy and all this other stuff. And they only feed us once a week and if you miss that day then you're stuck for the whole day you're hungry so i think it's a good idea because then you know guys won't won't be going the whole day without eating which is unhealthy for anybody um i think it's a good idea that they that they um consider this did they pass it yes they did pass it okay yes. so yeah I'm, I'm i'm actually excited for that because you know i wake Why up in the morning man? yeah wake up in the morning not knowing my my first meal is gonna be yeah, what it's it, gonna be it's uh I, I'm I'm all for it, you know. I think that's just the first step in uh, in many changes that need to be done mm -hmm. in terms of the treatment of student athletes. And you mentioned some people are going to think it's unfair. You know what I have to say to those people is, a majority of them are huge sports fans themselves. Right. And you know you want to see Michigan State do well, have a duplicate season like last year, maybe go to the Rose Bowl, see, you know how the year goes and stuff. But if if you want to pay for tickets and watch the team perform. You, you should want, them, want to them to be ready to play. Exactly, perform at the highest level. Yeah, you know, like you mentioned, dollar menu and something like that. Once, once you have a li very limited amount of money to spend on things like food, you're forced to go eat less healthily at the dollar menu or buy a bunch of ramen noodles or something. Yeah. And do you want your favorite football players, basketball players, whatever, eating ramen noodles before the game? Exactly. No, that's not going to get anybody ready let alone you know a big defensive tackle or something like that even, so even with that like you know buying groceries you know just buying stuff for your house in general like you know your simple things like toilet paper toothpaste you know all that is in consideration too it's not just food you need money to buy all that but living expenses you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. it's just like like i said people don't understand that you know when when they bring us here like out of state kids you know and this is all we're doing, like football and school. We don't have, we really don't have time for a job. So it's not like we can go make a little money on the side and then, you know, maintain and stuff like that. It's, you know, you're here, you're, you know, we're actually working with what they give us. So, you know, if I could, if I could, if I could work, play football and go to school, I'd do that because then that's extra money in my pocket, you know. But I can't, I mean, it's unfortunate because it's, it's, you don't have enough time to do all that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I like I said I agree with the passing of this and you know it'll help a lot of student athletes out tremendously you know health wise and then just you know in the long run period. Yeah, you know, and again, yeah, I can't I can't agree with you more. I uh, you know I spent a year and a half as a college athlete. I ran track, and that's you know you could say college athletics is college athletics, but there's a big gap between a sport like track and then sports like basketball and football where you know you have to there's the media is always all over you the practices are longer and more intense i would say a little bit you have film sessions you know the list goes on so 
I know for a fact I would not have time to have a job when I was running track in college. Not remotely. I could maybe work, if I really wanted to, I could maybe work 8 to 10 hours a week. If that. If that. And then... That'd probably be all on your weekend, though. It's like, even the weekends, like, during the season and um, uh, weekends are like... You only get one day, really. So you don't get actually. You don't get no days off on the weekends because you have the game on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then if it's a away game, you travel the same day. So you get back here at like, you know, say you get back here at like seven or eight or nine or ten, around that. You know, depending on what time the game was that day, and then Sunday, we have lifting and film on Sunday at like three to four. So. You don't really have much time for a job. There's no time at all because during the week you got school, you got practice. It's just, it's just you got tutors, yeah. you know, all that. You got to take all that into consideration. There's no time for you to do anything. And then something that you can't really chalk up with numbers or whatever it may be, I think, is just the the physical and mental exhaustion from a long day of practice, yeah. from you know, lifting, practice, films. You know, and then if you got injuries, rehab and, and stuff like that, you know, it's it's more than just having a long day of maybe working and class like a normal student would have because and you're just physically worn down. And what goes with that hand in hand is being mentally worn down as well. You're just tired overall. And it's tough enough to open up a book and, and try to get a little bit of studying in if you have to or get your homework done, mm-hmm. let alone trying to have to work after that that's just a lot i wouldn't wish that upon nobody yeah and a lot i mean some people some people do have schedules like that where they have to go to school they have to work and then they have to try to study you know i feel like i feel like uh, an athlete schedule and uh, uh, a regular student schedule is kind of the same and in that it's so full and you have all this stuff to do in one day so I, i guess for an athlete what we do is work. So mm-hmm. me going to practice is work. For a student that works at the union or wherever they work, that's like their practice. So I mean, it's it's yeah. The schedule is full for us as well as it is for anybody else. Yeah, but, that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But then at, at the same time, you wouldn't ask those normal students to say, "Oh, you want to tack on twenty extra hours of work onto that schedule." They're just not going to be able to do that. Right. Just and and you guys aren't getting money or anything from your practice, uh, your games, lifting, whatever. It would just be incredibly unfair to say, oh well, you want to have some money for food, then work twenty hours somewhere. Yeah. On top of that, probably that. be the only difference. We don't we don't get the money. Just like every you know every other week, we have to actually wait. So a month goes by until we get you know some more money to pay for rent and all that stuff. So. That would probably be the only difference. A rate, you know, a student that's working like weekly and daily, they get that, you know, every two weeks, every mm-hmm. week or whatever. We gotta wait, you know. And if you run out of money, then you out of luck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's until the next month rolls around. Yeah. And again, you know, bringing it back to the food. If you, if you're an athlete, and you're eating on insufficient meals and stuff like that, you're just not gonna be able to perform as well on the field or on the court, on the track. Wherever it may be, you know, you, you need you need to be fueled up to perform, to perform at the level that you were recruiting or and are expected to play at. So I think it's a huge first step. I think the times are changing in the mm-hmm. NCAA. Yeah. 
people are starting to really realize how much some student athletes are being taken advantage of. The time, the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears we put into the program to get, you know, everything that we like going to the Rose Bowl, how much money the the Big Ten in a whole, as a whole gets, you know, and then mm-hmm. going, you know, to all these different bowls, you know, Big Ten teams go to any type of different bowl. It's like we're bringing money back to the to the Big Ten as a whole, and and it's just like, you know, some things need to change because, you know, some of us are kind of living, I wouldn't say hard, but I'm. some of us are kind of struggling a little bit when it comes to, like, eating and, you know, eating. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, like, I like the fact that this has been passed and they're giving us an opportunity to actually, you know, get in some meals that we might not get during the day or at home at all. So it's a good idea. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure you guys are excited about it. Uh, other athletes all around the country, I'm sure, are excited about it. Coming kind of in the fallout of uh, UConn point guard Shabazz Napier's comments during the Final Four, saying that he goes to bed uh, starving some nights. So I think they kind of took notice of that on the biggest stage of basketball. The most outstanding player of the tournament did say that he's going to bed starving sometimes. So I think they're starting to take note. They're starting to realize people are really combating them as well to change their policies and rules so yeah you know congratulations i guess well, you can I, eat food now well yeah <laughs> well thank you <laughs> yeah, well yeah thank you and thank whoever you know i guess thank shabazz i guess I yeah know. i mean shabazz i think shabazz started it the ncaa listened and maybe they're not going to be so stuck in their ways I in the future yeah. one can hope though that's all you can do hope taking one step at a time and excelling each step. But, hey, any last uh, any last jabs about the, the spring game tomorrow yeah. afternoon? The most important is just just come out and support the Spartans, um, watch the game. It's free. I don't know how many times we got to say that. It's free. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's free. Uh, yeah. So uh, if that's not motivation for you to come out and watch, you know, I don't know. I can't tell. I can't say anything else. It's free. Rose Bowl champs, big year coming up, looking for a national championship. This is the start of it, and if you're not there, you'd have missed something very important. So you should come. Couldn't have put it better myself. Well, folks, that will wrap up this episode of uh, the Spartan Red Zone with Andre Sims. I'm Dan Tyler. Hopefully see you guys at 2 p.m. at Spartan Stadium tomorrow. Go green for the dub. (laughs) And go white. Okay. Take it easy, East Lansing.